Kojak Follow up podcast You already know We're back for another episode It's been a minute But on today's episode I saw this gentleman At the rail too I want to say maybe A couple months ago First time Didn't know who he was Didn't know his name Didn't know anything But I just saw he was dope And he was talented And it was something different that we haven't seen in Peoria, Illinois, and it's different because he's not from here as well. We have Marquise here. First thing, man, I appreciate you coming through. Thank you for having me, man. You know, and uh, just uh, coming from Florida, how was you, how, how was your growing up experience? Uh, down to Daytona Beach, you know, it was always nice weather. Maybe rain at like eleven a.m. But by one. Sunny, you know, uh, but you know, just I used to be a hooper, big into basketball. Um, just growing up, me and my grandmother and my brother, um, you know, just we're a family oriented and uh, you know, just having fun, just doing kid, kid shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, what was your um influences uh, growing up musically? Um, Starting off, like, I couldn't really listen to, like, any of the 90s R&B because I'm a 90s baby. Um, couldn't listen to any of that. It was all, like, uh, like old school, like, Shirley Caesar, gospel, um, what is it, Earth, Wind, and Fire, R&B, The Temptations, things like that. Um, so I would say early inspiration, definitely Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, and also... When I was at school, I could listen to like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and things like that. So I was a big NSYNC fan growing yeah. up. Uh, but uh, then growing up, when I got like probably like ten to ten to thirteen, that's when I started getting introduced to aren't uh, like real R and B, like um, Usher. Okay. Um, who else? Usher. Jagged Edge, um, Tyrese, people like that. Um, those are my early influences, and then also my mom. Like my mom, she was she was murdered when I was younger, but um, she was a really good singer. And my okay. grandma had like old tapes, old demo tapes of her, um, and she had like a a video of her singing at Showtime the Apollo when she won. And um, like seeing that and being like, dang, like my mama, my mama was dope. I want to do that. You know yeah. What I mean? So, so where where do you get the rapping from? <laughs> uh, Especially being being from Florida, can you tell everybody exactly where in Florida you from? Ah, uh, Daytona Beach. You know, if you're from three eight six, stand up, put your hands up. <laughs> um, Daytona Beach. Um, that's where I'm from. Rapping though. It was kind of funny because uh, I never wanted to sing. I used to think singing was dumb, lame. <laughs> and all my homeboys used to be like, nigga, you better sing to them girls, man. That's how you going to get them. And I used to be like, nah, bro. Niggas don't get girls like that. Um, little did I know when I grew up. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's exactly how you get the girls. But um, rapping, we used to always like battle rap at the table in the lunchroom in middle school. Because growing up, I went to South Daytona Elementary. There wasn't that many black kids there. 
You know what I mean? Mostly white kids. I was like one of maybe seven in the entire school. But then I went to Campbell Middle School, and that was back in the days when grinding came out. So everybody was, yeah, everybody be, you know what I mean, beating yeah. on the table. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I know I can do that. I'm, I write stories and poetry and stuff like that. So I just started doing that one day. And, I mean, I wasn't the best at it, but I was pretty good. And I was like, oh, you know, keep that in my pocket. Yeah, because even Pitbull was a rapper first. Yeah, Flo Rider was a rapper first. Yep. <laughs> I don't know about Jason Derulo. He used to hoop. I actually played oh, against him in high too? school. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Look at him now. <laughs> All he do is dance. Yeah, I played against him. Dance and do pop music. Yep. <laughs> so, um, what was the first step to you um, even wanting to do music as far as recording? Um, as far as recording, I used to I used to have this little group when I was thirteen. It was called A Thirteen for At Thirteen. <laughs> and I was a singer at a group. Um, we used to always like just just write songs, and this was back in like middle school. When I got into high school, um, got with a group of friends that actually knew somebody with a home studio, so we would just go over there and like drop records. Like sing, I would sing on hooks for people, and I finally did my own song, and I was like, hey, like I'm actually good at this. I sound decent on the mic, you know. Like I had to grow into that. Because when I first got on the mic, I hated my voice. But, um, you know, just growing into that. That was my first time in, like, a makeshift studio or makeshift studio. Um, the time that I really got in a real studio was uh, was Plush in Orlando, Florida. Shout out to Plush. Shout out to Aton Ben Horn um, and the whole agency group back then. Um, I got in. I got put in a session with the runners. Um, and also I got a session with, um, with Kevin Cossum, Casey, uh, got to sit in, I, don't, I shouldn't say like work with them at first, but I got to sit in a session. It was really cool. And I just started, you know, started getting to know, know people. Okay. So, um, where, where did the confidence come? Cause I mean, you were around certain people, you know what I'm saying? So where did, when did you realize that you want to? actually go to the studio and even record something and this isn't just something you just playing with at school uh, um, to be honest with you it was at the little uh, what was it? Spade studio shout out to Spade in Daytona Beach it was the first like little like studio makeshift studio we had went to we would always go there like we literally spent all our money to just be at that studio and just practice we got songs that we recorded that never came out um, we actually was helping uh, uh, one of my homeboys, um, Crown, he's from Daytona Beach, um, do his first mixtape, Young Fly and Flashy, Volume 1. Uh, and that, that's when I knew I was like, man, like I like, I like singing. Like I feel like I can sing as good as the people who are out there famous right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel that I'm good enough. And then the confidence came when I started to go to plush and I would hear myself over the mic and other people were like, Hey, like you're dope. Like the first time that I went to the studio, I lied and told him that I was a recording artist just to go there. And I wanted to, to, uh, what is it? Uh, tour the studio a lot. Told him I was recording artist, got there. He was like, bro, you ain't no damn recording artist. Oh, you just wanted to walk around. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I was like, Hey, like, look though, listen to my song. Like, just, just listen to my song. That's all I care about. He listened to it, and he was like, who wrote that? He was, I was like, me. 
He was like, who sang it? Uh, it's me too. All of it? Yep. He was like, okay. He called um, the manager, or not the manager, the owner of the studio, which is who was Aton Ben Horn. Um, and right then and there, he was like, what are you trying to do? Like, are you trying to, like, you want to be a writer? You want to write for the agency? That was his production group back then. And I did that, and he put me in some situations. Uh, so, how, how old was you at that time? I think I was like first year of college. First year. So like 18, 19, that was when I went there. And did you stay in college or did you just like, hey, fuck this shit, man, I'm on now? <laughs> you know, some uh, people, as soon as they get that little call, they like, hey, fuck everything else. At first I wanted to do that, but then I was like, man, my grandma would kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what I look like doing something like that? So uh, I had a full scholarship to EWC College. It's a HBCU in Jacksonville for singing. Okay. Um, so... That summer was when I, like, how would I say this? That so- going into my sophomore year that summer, I was when I at first went to the studio, and I was like, uh, I don't think I want to do, like, classical music, because that's what they were having me sing. I didn't want to do that at first anyway, but it Damn, was a ride. So they had you doing opera, man? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Ave Maria, things like Damn. that. You um, singing Titanic joints, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, that's when I was like, man, I, I want to do this for real. So my grandmother had just got out of a hip surgery, so that was kind of like a an excuse for me to stay in Daytona. So I went to DSC, got another full ride there, was in the, the choir, but I knew that, hey, I'm just doing this to stay in school. I really want to do music. Yeah. So so uh, where where did... Your ability, besides, like, obviously everybody, like, take English and writing shit. <laughs> yeah. But, like, where did your ability to uh, do have song structure and make songs, you know what I'm saying, as far as writing them down yeah. and being able to record first time, you know what I'm saying, one of your songs and it flow together? Yeah, man, just, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to say I had it, but I just knew music. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, okay. I sat down and I would listen to all my favorite songs. I was like, okay, this is a verse. This part is not the catchy part. Like it can be catchy, but this is the the meat of the song. Then they have a chorus because people call it hooks now, but back yeah, then I would chorus. call it a chorus. Yeah. You got the chorus. That's the catchy part. It's not too long and it's sometimes it's, you know repetitive. Um, and then you do another verse. Then the hook, maybe a bridge, and then, you know, I used to listen to songs, really. And uh, when did you uh, realize that music was your passion? Um, I kind of always knew it. I I just did. Like, I I love singing. I used to um, always be like, when people at school or whatever, be like, oh, what do you want to do? And I'd be like, I want to be a singer, you know? Something I just knew that I, I love doing. Like people, how would I say this? People say that they want to do music, but then they don't want to put in the work yeah. to do music. You know what I mean? Um, I've slept on couches, I've slept on floors in studios just to get around the right people. So, like me putting all that time and energy and effort into things, I knew it was my passion. Cause I did it without thinking, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. So, and so you you were in a group early. So what um, uh, 
what obstacles did you have? Because uh, obviously you're not in a group now, so mm-hmm. you leaving the group or the group just separating, going their own separate ways, mm-hmm. or even the group could be backing you right now. You know what I'm saying? So what made you decide to step away from the group and uh, focus on your solo career or solo writing? Um, when it's a lot of people involved in this, in things, people talk about each other. They have different type of. Uh, how do I say this? They have different types of of drama in groups. And at that time, it was my best friend, like my best friend, Crown, C.J. Harris, Charles Harris. Um, Charles, Saint, and uh, Earl. We just, I don't know, we had like different views on things. So I was like, you know, hey, this is my view on it. And I want to do my way because I don't want to work on another man's dream without working on my dream. So that's when I, you know, decided to step away. I kind of got like excommunicated, you know, and I was like, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. Okay. uh, At the first show I met you at, um, while you was on stage, you had brought up uh, Love and Hip Hop, but Mm -hmm. you, uh, you didn't elaborate on it. Yeah. So that was like one of the main things that stuck out of my mind. You said that you was uh, writing for own Love and Hip Hop. Yep. So uh, can you tell everybody that story and and also like how that came about? Oh uh, yeah, dope. Um, so I had a uh, a producer that I was working with, Kata Composer, out of Orlando, Florida. Um, we were writing songs he was trying to like teach me the game teach me like hey this is how you should record yourself he was trying to teach me you know what i mean mm-hmm. so we did a song uh, we did a hook for um ross we were trying to pitch it to ross i guess you know they they said you know ross's people heard it he never recorded to it and then one day he just called me and was like hey where are you at and i was like hey, i'm in jacksonville he was like you got to get to orlando because stevie J, like they liked, they heard the song, they liked the song, da da da. And I was like, Stevie, I didn't know who he was, just to be honest. Um, and when I got there, they thought I was like a grown man from my voice, but I was just only 20 years old at that point. And he was like, uh, hey, like, what are you trying to do? You know, I was like, trying to get on, you know, get in where I fit in. Yeah. And then they were like, well, you know, all right, we'll stay in contact with you. A few days later, he called me, flew me down from Orlando to um, Miami. We, I was writing songs for him. No, no, uh, my bad. No, they flew me down the first time, and then the second time, we drove down, um, me and Kay together. But then they ended up, um, like, I didn't want to go back home. I just knew I was like, this is better than being at home in Daytona. How um, far is that drive? It's like. We took the turnpike, so the turnpike was like two, two and a half hours. If I were to to drive from Daytona Beach to Miami where we were, it would be like three hours. Oh, so he ain't bad. Yeah, no, not not at all. But um what was I saying? Um Yeah, I ended up staying down there, like literally I asked him, like, Oh, how how many days is it gonna be till I get till I come back home? They're like, Oh, just a few days, so I packed three Outfits, one pair of shoes, and three outfits, and I ended up staying there for months. And then, 
you know, working with Stevie J and Benzino. Shout out to, um, you know, both of them, Stevie J and Benzino, for trying to help me and put me in a position that they thought that was right um, and taking a chance on me. Stevie J got on the show. Me and he moved up to Atlanta or back to Atlanta because I think he had a house in Atlanta. So this was, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, this was like his first season on there? Yeah, first season. Oh, okay. So yeah. this was what? Like shit, season one yeah. of Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. that's why I didn't see because I didn't see, I never watched season one. Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, Even if you saw the show, you probably only saw me like maybe like one. Like in the studio. Like, yeah, the yeah studio. you know what I mean? Or or even like an elbow when he okay. fought, fought uh, Scrappy. Scrappy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we so I did right. I did see that okay. season. That was season one. <laughs> yeah, that was season I okay. think that was like the second or third episode. Oh, because oh, Jim Jones was in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm thinking Jim Jones was season one, and then Atlanta was season two, and then they start switching the franchises. Up. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what it was. Like I know, I, I think it was already season two before the Atlanta one. Okay. So I think they did the Atlanta one because the New York one did so well. So they're like, hey, yeah. we have um, a lot of musicians in Atlanta too. Yeah, because I just remember Chrissy and Jim Jones. <clears throat> yeah, but I do remember the fight. Yep. I do remember Scrappy. Yep. And Steve, yeah. yeah I was all there. right. So all that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, I that that was fun. They they would like they would have it was it was a fun experience. They would have me um writing songs for people or I'm sorry, writing songs for them. I got to meet a lot of people that I wouldn't I feel like I wouldn't have met that were greats. So like I got to meet um Dave Mays. Um I got to meet Bobby Valentino. I got to meet um, a few of the Dungeon family members. Um, it was just, it was awesome, man. You met Future? Um, yeah, I... I future, future wasn't Future yet. Yeah, he, he wasn't Future yet, but I, I like, I met him, but I didn't know. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, was him. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was, it was kind of like he was in the studio. And also, uh, YC, Racks on Racks on Racks, dude. Okay. We, at first, when we first got there, that's what the studio that we were... Um, Working out of so shout out to Big Play, Big Play Studios, um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. All right, so everybody, y'all go to Love and Hip Hop season one of or Love Hip Hop Atlanta mm-hmm. and look for Marquise. Yeah, look for, look hey, for his elbow. <laughs> so um, coming from Daytona Beach, now you in Peoria, Illinois. Um, explain why you chose Peoria, Illinois, and. Um, um, how did that move come about? So I chose um, Peoria because my lady was from here. She okay. wanted to move move up here. She moved up here first, and I moved um, back a little bit later. Um, you know, to me, I was like, hey, this is a new city. It may be slower than what I'm used to, a lot slower, but, hey, it's a city. Yeah, I mean, like Daytona Beach is in the city. Orlando is a city, but it don't really have like a city feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peoria's downtown is big. You know what I mean? So um, I got here and I was like, you know, hey, it's it's quiet. I went to the club one day, spent a little check on some bottles. Nobody came over. So it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm here now. Uh, it gives... 
And even I, I tell a lot of people they're like, why in the hell did you come from Daytona Beach to be in Peoria? Like I would have stayed in Daytona Beach. You better get to take your ass back because it ain't nothing here. And what I say to that is, it may not be a lot of things to do here on the surface, but for me, it gave me time to think okay. and focus on what I wanted to do. Like I was always writing songs. I never thought that I would become an artist unless like I had a hit and then somebody wanted to give me a deal or something like that. But like when I moved here, I was like, man, I want to be an artist. You know what I mean? Like I want to put out my own music. It took me a while to figure out what to do as an artist or how to like just to even have the courage to say, hey, like I'm an artist, artist and not just like a songwriter. But it gave me time to think and focus you know, all of my energy on that. Okay. So, um, can you uh, talk about how the music scene, because you've been here for a couple years now. How, how many years you been here? Uh, around about four. So, about four, four, so for four years, can you tell us uh, how you feel about Peoria's music scene versus uh, Florida's music scene or Daytona's music scene? Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of rappers here. Um, it's a lot of rappers in Daytona too. Um, here in Peoria, I just feel like, like, and everybody says it like, oh, it's a, like nobody, nobody listens. They only listen to their homeboys, but that's gonna be everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, everywhere has that mentality. Um, what I do is I just put out music. I put out the best music that I can. Um, I've met a few people here that you know I feel like some of them take it serious some not so much you know take it serious um the climate of the music game here is is, it's open you know we don't have one person or there's not one person in Peoria that just runs the scene that's that's local you know what I mean like we got Montana Montana yeah, I mean, he is Montana 300, um, but there's nobody that really runs the scene, so I feel like it's open. Other people will say, oh, well, this dude's hot. Maybe I never heard of him. Yeah, I mean, that's always just to maybe he's hot to that crowd yeah, versus yeah, another crowd. Exactly. So, like, I just, I don't know, man, I just never, I don't want to say it's, it's not a music scene here, but it's an open music scene because yeah. we don't have somebody it's running. Uh, in my per- personal opinion, last two years for sure, because I've been heavy into the scene. It's growing. Yeah. Me personally, um, my first year doing this, I didn't feel we had a music scene. Mm-hmm. Because if we just got a whole bunch of rappers and we don't have no one doing anything else, how is a music scene? Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But when you got me doing what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? The video scene, as far as people doing videos now, that's mm-hmm. starting to rise. Um, we do have battle rap that's mm-hmm. heavy. It's just not. Yeah, I just found out about that. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. hasn't reached them. I ain't saying mainstream like nationally, but mainstream Peoria. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? We still haven't got to that point with it yet. But, um, you know, it's a lot of things like you're starting to see shows and showcases and concerts, which we are. We had in the early 2000s and shit like that. But it, the impact wasn't felt for my generation. I'm 22, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think now it's gradually, slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. But if we're five years behind, 
you know, cities, these local cities that are around us, like the Pekins, Washingtons, and mm-hmm. Decatur's and stuff, they 10, 15 years behind. You know what I'm saying? We're that's five real. years behind. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. That's how, that's how I look at it. <laughs> I just think when you in central Illinois, you got your big brothers, which is Chicago, mm-hmm. popping off. Obviously, we the little brothers, so we're looking at them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to emulate them instead of trying to figure out what we need to do to be ourselves exactly. and to create our own wave. Mm-hmm. We got the rappers. We got the talent. Now it's the same way how we learned about their music scene mm-hmm. through the videos and through College Kid or Zach TV. That's what we need to have. Yeah. And I think we're getting there two years in. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I think is our difference. Yeah. So do you, do you look at Daytona like do those rappers support each other as far as maybe not necessarily share each other's music, but like willing to work with each other as far as doing collaborations on shows or music? Um, I've always been like a positive dude and a guy that like everybody likes. I don't really have too many people that don't like me because I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just one of them people to make everybody laugh and I try to keep it level with everybody. So I feel like, yeah, people want to work together, but then some people, how do I say this? Some people want to be bigger than what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of people, I mean, and even here, um, I see a lot of people that try to say, hey, like, you know, if I'm going to do it, if, oh, you, you want to do a song? Well, I charge. Duh, duh. And it's like, okay, I feel you. Everybody should get paid. 100%. If, if you do something, for your time, you should get paid something. But for some, it's like, well, you know, like, this is your first song. Why are you asking for money? Where's the resume? Yeah, you know, like, what have you done? Do you promote your stuff? Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I share it on Facebook. Okay, like, do you have it sponsored on Facebook? At least, like, $20 sponsored? Like, that That means something. You got a Twitter, um, you got an Instagram. Got yeah, Instagram, you know, you like, are you, and are you active on all of yeah, those? You doing shows? Or? Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, I mean, I, I 100% feel... That hey, like you should get paid for some things, but sometimes it's like, bro, like you don't even do anything. Like this is your first song, or this is your second song, and you don't. You know what I mean, you don't have a buzz. That's what I feel like. Both Peoria and Daytona Beach, you know, laxing. Um, personally, have I had any um, body that didn't want to do a hook for, or a song with me, or didn't want me to sing on that hook? No, like that's me. But I mean, like, like you know, like I'm, I'm still new to the scene around here in Daytona. I get love when I go back to Daytona. Whenever I'm in Daytona, I always I try to go down with my girl and my my daughter, um, and I get yelled at because everybody want me to come to the studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey man, sing this for me, write this for me. Uh, whether that be local talent or if I got to go out to Plush Studios in Orlando, um, it's just, I get loved there, you know. Um, I feel like pretty soon I'm going to, hopefully I, I get, I get, I'm going to start getting love here too, so. Okay. So, um, what do you feel uh, was the biggest challenge Moving from Daytona to Peoria musically, 
not knowing anybody. Um, not knowing anybody is the biggest challenge. And then also, like, people not knowing what you're capable of. Like, if I want to, if a person wants to work with me, they look at me like, you know, and I, I know you got to earn your stripes wherever you go. You know what I mean? You got to earn your the respect. But, like, if you want me to do something for you and you don't know who I who I've worked with or, or what I've done, it's kinda like, man, like you you just gotta be nice. You know what I mean? Because you never know who you're talking to. Not saying I'm some huge dude, but like I feel like You've been in a room with some, some Grammy nominated artists. Yeah, you know what I mean? Who won a Grammy I mean you was in a room with a dude who who got songs with big. Exactly. Faith. You know what I mean? Like so like that that that's the number one thing that I I don't like because people don't take me serious. So when they don't take me serious, it's just like, man, like egos get involved. And like no matter what, everybody has an ego. Some egos are shown, some egos are are stored. I have a certain ego cuz I'm like, hey, like I've done some I've done some things that a lot of people would kill would sell themselves for, you know what I mean? Like, you got to respect me. Um, But since people don't know me, I have to let them know that. And sometimes it can come off as me being pompous or arrogant. And it's like, no, I'm not arrogant. I just want to let you know, hey, before we work together, before you try to sun me, before you try to treat me like I don't know what I'm doing, you got to know my accolades. This is who I've worked with. These are the people I've written for. You know what I mean? I've been in the studio with Flo Rida. I've been in the studio with E-Class. You know what I mean? I've been in the studio with um, DJ Epps. I've been in the studio with Stevie J, Hitman, songs with Biggie. Benzino. Yeah, yeah, Benzino, Dave Mays. I I still have these people's phone phone numbers. And for people who don't know who Benzino is, okay, um, I know everybody's seeing from Love and Hip Hop. Okay, Benzino was in a, from a group yep. in Boston first. Yep, Almighty RSO first. Um, he was when Source was popping. He was the president of, the, of Source. I think he was the owner at the mm-hmm. time too, as well. Him and his partner. I forgot his partner name. Uh, Dave Mays. Um, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. He uh, now he he did beef with Eminem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he lost, of course, mm-hmm. but he still beefed with Eminem. He got a response. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he did give himself five mics on a bad album. All right. <laughs> he, he did do that. He was fucking up with the source. He, all right. He did fuck the source up. All right. Before Love and Hip Hop. Now he's on Love and Hip Hop. What was on Love and Hip Hop. You know what I'm saying? He's getting checks from that. Mm-hmm. So, he, Vizino been up and down, but he's still a legend yep. in hip hop. And I think he got a Grammy nomination. Yep. For something. Yep. I believe so. Yeah, he he, He does have the classic album though. Yeah, I believe his uh his his production team, I forgot the name of them, but they actually did songs with Big. He got a song with Tupac. He's just he's a living legend, you know what I mean? And when he was with the Minutemen or Made Men, he did beef with uh, with uh, uh the locks. Hmm. Or the Rough Riders, one of the two. He was beefing with Styles and and uh, Jada Kiss mm-hmm. and Sheik, and they did fight. So 
Yeah. He got mm. stripes too out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know who Benzino is, look him up. And Hip Hop Weekly. That's, yeah. that's what they got now. Hip Hop yeah, Weekly. Yeah, got that too. Yeah. Even though magazines is dying. Yeah. Which is blame phones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Magazines still got good content. Social it's just, media. It's just, you don't, why, need, why do you, unless it's an exclusive story, mm-hmm. it's like, why? When I could just look it up on my phone. Yeah. To see where it happened. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But you got to respect those guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, who are some of the artists that you worked with in Peoria so far? Um, I've worked with uh, Passport Lewis. Shout out Passport. Um Passport Lewis and DZ. I've worked with him. Okay. And uh also um producer that I'm working with, um Cuzzo, Jeffrey Richards. Okay. Really dope. And he's from here too? Yeah, he, he's from here. He worked with Gene Quest too. Yep, John, John Quest, Quest yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's my boy. Well, yeah, because of Passport. Yep, Passport. I actually, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't work with him because of Passport. I worked with Passport because of him. Oh, okay. Yeah. John, um, he used to always come to my old job, and people would always be like, hey, you need to work with him. And then finally, um, we we worked together. I also mm-hmm. I also worked with a um, guy named Jerk, an artist named Jerk. Um, yeah, Jerk Nowitzki. Yep. Did, did a song with him. Shout out to Jerk. Shout out to John. Um, what song did you do with Jerk? I cannot remember. I don't think it's out. I don't think it came out yet. I don't think they dropped it. Um, so I might not be at liberty to say it. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I heard it because he do. He does have a lot of R&B hooks. Yeah. For his songs. Yeah. But um, yeah, I worked with Jerk. Uh, do you have any uh, artists that you've heard uh, from Peoria? So far, actually, before you answer that question, because I always, I always want to give artists here who listen to the show a proper perspective on how far their music is actually being reached. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To new people who are interested in music or even make music. So who are some of the artists that you've heard heard about um, that live in Peoria? Um, Topo Walla. I actually heard him on Kojak's Corner. Okay. Um, obviously... Passport, DZ. Um, I want to say, I don't know if you know, but it was an R&B group back in the day. Attitude, I believe the name was, um, with B. Joe. Yeah, B. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New Cornerstone Baptist Church. Yep, yep. That's my church. Okay, all right, yeah. 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 B. Yeah. Joe knew me since I was a little kid. Okay, yeah. B. Joe is a, a really gifted singer. Um, who else? Who else? You know, put me on the spot. Really, all three, all all of the people that I've that I've heard of, whether I know their names or not, and people from the rail, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, the rail, Casper, um, EJ Hendon. Dang, thank you for saying the rail. I'm gonna spit out a whole bunch of names. Um, Casper, EJ Hendon, um, Easy the Assassin, Steve Hill. Shout out to them. They put me on my first show. They're not really from. They're not from Peoria at all. They're from um, St. Louis, but I, you know, I met them through the rail. Um, Josiah, Josiah's really solid dude, really solid. Um, then I, what's what's the one guy? Um, got in an argument on your show. Oh, with Mr. Your, Peoria. Yeah, Mr. Peoria. Um, I've heard some of his stuff. Um, I hear his music. 
through through your um yeah yeah through. that's what I'm trying to tell these artists <laughs> yeah you know I'm trying to tell y'all there's people who listen to the show they see the clips and they go check y'all out Go yeah. Jack's corner they gonna check everybody out and give y'all a chance man yeah um but yeah did you enjoy the argument yeah that was that was <laughs> that was that was entertaining yeah shout out Devonte <laughs> you definitely gonna be hearing a lot of him for sure. So, uh, did you have uh, any certain artists that you wanted to work with here that you've um, heard so far? Definitely. You know, I've, I've already said Tappa. Yeah, I was going to say definitely Tappa. Um, really, anybody. Anybody that wanted to work. I'm I'm not partial to either working or not working with a person. Like, if you want to work, let's work. But don't come to me not wanting to work yeah. and just putting anything out. You know what I mean? Like, let's just... Let's make good music. Most definitely. You know? Like, let's have fun and make good music. There's, And that's anybody. Anybody wants to work. You need a hook. You need me to do anything. Like, just let me know. I'm I'm an open book. For sure. You know? Well, we're going to take a, a brief break for our sponsors. Yes, I know it's different. I know we've never had to take a break in the show, but I do got to add something to plug. So y'all make sure y'all just stay tuned for that. We'll be right back in a second. Today's episode is brought to you by Innovative.com, a new and improved website that is going to help distribute your music as well as promote your brand. Um, some of the things that this website does is a, they give you a website builder, they album, they give you album managers, a domain name, name a promotion network. Your music can be on Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Apple Music. So those are some of the places that your music will be distributed as well as an opportunity for your music to be in stores as well. Um, so those are some of the tough things with this website that makes everything crazy for it. Um, some of the tiers they have is gold tier, which is a $9.99 per month. Basic website, you get automatic promotion on social media, music manager, and preview platinum features. The platinum tier is $18.99. You get uh, artist store, epkintegration.com, domain names as well, automatic promotion on social media, music manager, and distribution. All major stores, 100% royalties, and schedule releases, and 24-7 support. Diamond tier is $39.99 a month. You get the artist store, EPK integration, multiple domain names, all website features are unlocked, full promotion network abilities, automatic promotion on social media, ability to increase advertising budget, managing frequency, audience, and reach. You receive merchandise and retail discounts, revenue and touring assistance, legal help for trademarks and copyrights, new ISRC and UPC codes, all manager stores, all major stores, 100% royalties, schedule releases, sound scan integration as well. And what makes this uh, website even better, uh, all you have to do is go to the promo code in the description. And you get $10 off of whatever uh, tier you choose. This is a great opportunity for artists who are not necessarily internet savvy or marketing savvy to get assistance and all the things that they need to take their career to the next level. You know Kojak would not co-sign something if he did not believe it was beneficial for artists and anyone who's interested in being in the entertainment business. Appreciate everybody for listening to the ad. Don't forget to hit that promo code or the website and just search it and check out everything for yourself. They do have a service and people who you can ask questions to. Email them and they can get back to you and give you a better breakdown of the website. So check that out. Appreciate it. Back to 
So, uh, what is uh, your go-to song for someone who hasn't heard any of your music before? It all depends on what person that I'm talking to to try to get to listen to it. If it's um, 20, all right, let's go, 24-year-old black male in the street shit. <laughs> Richard Typical Petty. Typical Peoria motherfucker. Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Yep. Because I'm talking shit. And everybody likes to talk shit or listen to somebody talking shit. Okay. And uh, what about someone who take pride in where they from? Oh, 386 shit. What about somebody going through something depressed? Why do we exist? There you go. Nope. I'm just giving people some gems. Yeah, that's real. All songs to check out. So can you... Describe your creative process as far as you. You can even go as far as you. Um, what do you do when you're writing a song or creating a song, and then versus uh, you when you go to the studio to actually record it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm when I'm writing a song, I got a studio at my house that I do most everything. Um, starts there. I never just go to the studio and write something. Um, but I get get home, you know. Get in my mood where I'm feeling creative. And I don't know, anything can can spark an idea. Like when I did uh three eight six shit, I was actually I I I got the song from my producer, um, Cuzzo, Jeff Richards, and I didn't know what I was gonna do to it. Then one of my homeboys Got got popped. He got killed back home. I was talking to one of my um, good friends. Shout out to Trey eighty six. Um, I just you know, I literally we were talking on the phone. We was talking about how he, uh, how our homeboy was you know dead, and literally I believe either he or I said, "Man, that's that three eighty six shit." And I was like, yep, that is. Let me call you back. And I went straight into, you know what I mean, straight into my little uh, space. And I wrote the song because it's just that whole situation that was going on. It, it it was something that wasn't talked about, really, from our city, from Daytona Beach, 386. Okay, so uh, talk about uh, what all went into the creativeness behind the music video. Um, so Coupe Films Shout out to Coupe Films My brother um, Playboy J He's a dope artist Super dope artist If y'all haven't listened to him Look him up um, But Coupe Films is his company I told him I was like Hey man it's my first music video I want you to do it for me Let's you know Write a little Write a little plan Or a little You know Story around it and I told him I was like really I just want to get some shots of the city shots that you know me is me being me you know like struggling trying to get on you know what I mean like waking up in the morning working hard because I mean that, that's what people doing in that time today it's hard work it's like people party people you know do their little street shit but it's really we, we just trying to make it you know what I mean like in anything that we do, we got a lot of gems in Daytona. A lot of gems. And when I say gems, I don't just mean 
G-Y-M-S, I mean, J-E-M-S, um, yeah. because, like, we we don't really have anybody in Daytona to show us how to do something. Really, the only people that made it out of there, that made a name, like a big-time name for themselves, um, that I looked up to was Vince, Vince Carter. You know what I mean? Like, he comes back and he does things in the city. I didn't um, know he was from there. Yeah, Mainly so High School. This is from the ro- Toronto. <laughs> nah, well, nah. He was rapping Toronto. So. Yeah, you know. But what you just said though, rings a bell, Peoria. Everybody says the same thing here. We, yeah. we don't have the blueprint. The only person who made it out, Richard Fryer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So we kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Daytona and Peoria is a lot alike. Like we, Peoria is just a bigger city. How many people in Daytona? Uh. Man, it's it's really an old person town. It's like a retirement town. Yeah, well, Florida is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Of, besides, you go to like Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, or Orlando, Fort, Fort Myers. Or something. <laughs> yeah, but don't like, go to Fort Myers. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. That's what Ply's from. That's all. Yeah, I know. yeah. I see a nigga like Ply, like shit. I don't want to be around niggas like Ply's all the goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that much about um, Fort Myers, but it's, it's more of like, like a, I don't want to say a country town, but it's like a smaller town. Yeah. I mean, Daytona Beach. Um, we got like Daytona Beach, Port Orange, Holly Hill, Ormond Beach, and D Land, um, all in like the circle that's Volusia County, um, and New Smyrna too. But um, I don't know, man. It's like we got a lot of gems there. We got a lot of hoopers that like didn't get their shot, you know what I mean, or got a shot and and couldn't go all the way. Um, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, we we got a lot of talented musicians, like rappers, that's still trying to do their thing, you know, and find their way. We got singers, songwriters. Did they thing, still trying to find their way and do it the right way. You know what I mean? Like, we just, it's, it's a lot of gems in Daytona. I, I love Daytona with all my heart. You know what I mean? It kind of hurt me that I had to move, yeah. you know, but I had to get out to try to do something different, yeah. to not be stuck in that same thing where, hey, I'm going to have a kid at a young age. I'm going to sell whatever I'm selling or I'm gonna have like a bs job and work at a grocery store or whatever or i'm gonna be in the streets yeah yep. i mean like that just wasn't me like well, my grandma whooped my ass to this day <laughs> <laughs> if i'm in the streets yeah, yeah. <laughs> well how, how you feel about you know i already mentioned you know artists like jason derulo and you know rick ross you know his whole team you know you got Kodak Black now, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of artists, you know, coming out of Florida. Yeah, you know, as of late, the XX yeah. Contacion dude, mm-hmm. Lil Pump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a bum. Yeah, I like Lil Pump. Just, I think he cool. Look, you don't come at J Cole. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm Rock Nation. Hey, that's real. You don't come at Cole. That's real. J. Cole. I, I, I don't know the whole story, so I, you know, what I mean, I just heard like I heard a couple of his uh his uh songs, and I saw him on uh I see him on IG all the time, just turning up, and I think he's funny. Little bump pump. That's a weird name. You're gonna be 27 calling yourself Little Pump. Hey, you ain't no Iverson sneaker. What you mean, man? I don't, I don't like that, man. You don't come in nobody in, in Rock Nation. Oh man, that's Any, real. Anybody in the Rock Nation umbrella, Rockefeller umbrella, that's me. 
That's real, hey. You know what I'm saying? Anybody you come at. I don't even like Kanye to this day. I don't like oh, Kanye no, right now. Oh, no, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm a big Kanye fan. I don't rock with Kanye. I'm a you big Kanye fan. You don't sit there and get on stage and talk about Ho for 25 minutes. Touche. No, you don't talk about him for 20, min- 20 minutes and he gave you 20 million. No, I'm not even thinking. Touche. I like Kanye um, because, because of his production, because of... The creative side of him. Oh, Kanye. Now, all, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, all, all, e- even the new Kanye, like, he's still creative. He's he just trying creative. to be. He don't do nothing. Uh, one would beg to differ. Would I ever wear the type of clothes that he no. has? No, no I would, I would never. Clothes. I would I don't, never. I don't think but, Kanye is creative anymore. Uh, you know. I think Chance the Rapper is creative. Yeah, and like I Life think Pablo. Travis Scott is creative. Oh yeah, Travis Scott. But the names that I'm naming are the people on that album that yeah. created that album. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I mean by creative. I, I see what you're his saying. His production, he got a whole production team now that's doing a lot of the stuff for him now. Yeah, he's just the executive producer now. Yeah, true. That's what I mean by him being creative. Back in like you know graduation, late registration. Yeah, you know what I'm saying college dropout. That was Kanye being Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. I, sorry, I apologize, Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? I should know the name <laughs> of what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I forgot the name of the album. <laughs> it's fucked up. I'm sitting here trying to think about it. Wait, um, one of Jay Z's albums? No. Um, oh my God, this is hurting my soul right now. We're not moving on until I get the album. And I don't even want <laughs> Whose album is it? I don't even want to say because I should know the album. Uh, I got you. I got you. Oh my goodness. This is this is hurting my whole this is hurting my start. Watch the throne. Oh you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, the throne, yeah. okay. I give a lot of that to no ID Kanye West. It wouldn't be we wouldn't have the four 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 album we got now without Kanye West because I am pretty sure No ID got introduced to Jay Z probably from Kanye West. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That Chicago connection there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or common, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I give a lot of credit to Kanye. Mm-hmm. But you just can't disrespect Hov like that. You know, no, disrespect Hov. I can't rock with you. Only person I rock with that disrespect Hov is Fifty Cent, because Fifty Cent is the reason why I fell in love with hip hop. That's real. At eight years old. That's the only reason why I show him love and he got power. That's real. R.I.P. Rena. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all should. Everybody should have watched it by now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I haven't watched it. I'm sorry. You haven't watched one episode of it. No, nah, not one. So I mean, you all right. You watch Game of Thrones, don't you? No, nah, I don't. Oh, well, you all right then. As long yeah, as you nah. don't watch Game of Thrones, you, you ain't got to watch Power then. Because <laughs> if you watch Game of Thrones and not Power, you're racist. <laughs> hey, you know. got to support the black business. Hey, that's real. That's real. I'm more of a, a Luke Cage. Like, I, I like know, Luke I like, Cage. I, I, like, I like, like, superheroes. Um, I just recently tried to get into the Defenders. Mm-hmm. I'm like ten minutes in the first episode. I just uh-huh. it just wasn't. It yeah, it's, it's, I wasn't rocking with it. It just seemed like everything was a little too fast. Like it just seemed like we just got Luke. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying like let him get another season. Like yeah, you got everybody else got season one or two or three or something. Well, him and uh him. Well, no, the only person I think who has the second season is Daredevil. Daredevil like three in. No, Daredevil only two. He only got two. Yeah, Daredevil. How, uh, how many Iron Fist got? Um, one. That Which was I, that's the newest one. Yeah, I never watched Iron Fist. Yeah, and Jesse was before Luke. Yeah, right before Luke. That's did actually. Did she die? No, she killed somebody. Oh, okay. I thought she died, which made. But all right, I don't know. I ain't that far into it yet. I think you're talking about Electra. Um, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about know. somebody who Luke rocked with. Before his show, it was the, I think it was the Jesse girl. 
Yeah, because that, that's where they they introduced him because he had a relationship with. Yeah, so I'm yeah. so I ain't, I'm not far into defenders yet. I'm showing how much of a nerd or a geek but, I am. Um, well, I'm in, I'm in the Marvel <laughs> and I'm, I'm in all that. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm just making sure that when we when they meet, it ain't like a who are you. It's like ah, oh, this guy again. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's something like that. Yeah, I, I saw like matter of fact this morning. I start I started looking at um the defenders. And I saw the first episode. First episode is slow. I ain't gonna lie. Like it kind of like puts you where all of the people are since their last season. Yeah, I, I got to that I mean? part. I'm ten minutes in, so yeah, I got so, all that. Yeah, so like it's I don't know. It's kind of slow. It, there hasn't really been any action yet. I only saw that one episode, and then did they all meet yet? Nope. The only people that met. No, no, I'm lying. Because I think in the second episode, um. What's his name? Daredevil. Spoiler. Daredevil um, meets Jessica Jones. He like, not as Daredevil, but as Matt Murdock. And then uh, Luke Cage is trying to find like the white hat or white head or whatever his name is. um, Bad guy. And he runs into um, the Iron Fist. And they fight. So... Now, Luke, come on, Luke. <laughs> Luke, look, man. It couldn't nobody hurt you. Don't I don't want to see Iron Fist punch you and you go flying and now you sitting there like Ugh. Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, that's what he do. Kinda. He don't say ah ah, but he he, he get hit he he fly. He does fly into the wall. And then he get up like, oh shit, he can actually hit me. Yeah. But then, you know, they they met later. Cause I yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they met later. I haven't gotten to that point. But. All right, Luke, you supposed yeah. to win, dude. All right, don't don't give me those. <laughs> they friends in the comics though. They're trying to give me this Thor, uh, Hulk. Oh remake, yeah, man, come on, come on, Netflix. Yeah, man, what are y'all doing? But uh, can do you feel uh three a six has potential to be a hit? If it got if we get the back end and you know mm-hmm. everything mess with it, or you think it'd be like. As far as like, does Daytona Beach got a radio station? Yeah, actually, it was it was um it's been played. So. Yeah, it was it's, I think it still is played. Um, the every, version. Every, yeah, ever ever so often on um, um Hot ninety four point one, I believe Hot Daytona. I'll just say Hot Daytona. I'm pretty sure it's Hot ninety four point one, but Hot Daytona. Um, shout out to everybody there: J Love, Red K, DJ Shy, um, everybody there. Um, they had a contest and like um local artists like people vote on the local artists i won um and they play it so yes it's do i do i think it's a hit when you're a songwriter you think every song is good um do i think it's a hit for daytona yeah okay do do i think if it had the right backing behind it because anyone i mean anyone could could take their area code and just replace it. You know what I'm saying with yeah. that? Because the song is, is yeah. you know what I'm saying, it's just a song. Yeah. But as far as the hook, anybody could. You yeah. did. You, I mean, when you performed it, you did 309. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. And and the reason being is because I feel like, just like you said, anybody, I don't want to say any any place, but um, there's always people that are struggling. Yeah. I mean if you're in Beverly so, Hills, come on. Well yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Don't, don't. And that that's why I said I don't I don't know if it's anywhere, but I know out of yeah. Daytona Beach, I've lived in Atlanta, I've lived in Miami, and I've lived here. All three of those area codes. Some somebody's struggling. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they they, they can feel that. You know what I mean? Because I'm just... Almost every place has the same problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, almost every single place has the same problems. Um, And I did that 309 song, and everybody was like, oh, no, you shouldn't do it. I was like, but no, I've lived in Peoria for four years, you know? Like, they got the same problems that we have in Daytona. It's just go about it differently. It's just a bigger city. So, yeah. And we ain't even that big. Yeah. So you know how big Daytona is now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Daytona... We got the racetrack. All we got is the racetrack and the beach. Yeah, y'all, y'all do got Daytona 500. Yep, yep. So when, they, when Daytona 500 get there, it's probably crazy. Huh? Oh, yeah, stupid. Like, they shut the city down. Man, like, it, if it I was a robber, two, man, I'd hours. be hitting some licks right there. Yeah. That's a good parking lot to hit licks on, man. That's a good parking lot. All the hey, you, know. you can pay an eleven right. Yeah, that that's true. I don't know, man. Like I, I work. everybody in Daytona. When Daytona five hundred go there, rob everybody. <laughs> giving y'all the PSA. Hey, PSA, huh? Yeah, rob that's everybody. The Just wait for this. <laughs> don't even let them go in there. Just as soon as on their way out. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, it gotta be what? Ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's, it's it get late there, man. Like, cause people, what they do is it, it starts. It's it's like a three day weekend type thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably they probably oh, yeah. Cause they be in there with trailers and yeah. RVs, so they yeah. probably like, you can rob a lot of people. They sleep there. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta you gotta think though. Like the people that's there, they they got security at places. Cause I've been I've I've been to a Daytona five hundred um, before. Your and carry, don't y'all? Uh yeah yeah we do oh shit well, sh- we do shit y'all both got guns yeah <laughs> I mean I'm just trying to I, hey I'm trying to help everybody trying to hustle man. yeah I feel you I feel you man, man. but now like it's uh, tire cap I remember when I was younger I worked I worked the Pepsi 400 in the Daytona 500 as like a like a person that like cleans or like takes food to people or whatever you can hit a lick just by doing that I didn't got like if if you're serving the right people personal job like a $50 tip on you like it's nothing they're drunk yeah just keep getting them drunk <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like $50 tip $100 tip put a molly in they drink she ain't even know it <laughs> shout out to Rick Ross <laughs> you know what I'm saying no, we not advocating rape we talking about trying to rob. try to get money uh, yeah. not rape but just robbing I feel you yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. you it ain't no better <laughs> yeah most definitely oh man so um can you talk about uh your song uh your most recent song that you dropped the video for which was uh Why Do We Exist? Yeah, Why Do We Exist. Um that song came about it's actually an old song. That song came about um when my great uncle passed. I had found him dead. I've seen dead bodies before. Um people that I knew have died before, but not somebody that I cared about. Like he was like my first father figure you know what I mean so I was just like I was hurt you know I, I I like I was super hurt like I just didn't even understand how somebody could die like that like when I found him I'm not trying to be like sad or anything but like when I found him he had been dead for a couple of days I had just got back from Atlanta and I told my grandma I was like hey grandma let's um Let's bring Uncle Steve a pie. I want to see Uncle Steve. Let's bring him a sweet potato pie. Grandma was like, all right, no problem. So it was my grandma, my little brother, and my great-grandmother. We all went there. 
And we were knocking on the door. Nobody was answering. So we were like, you know, let's call him. Called him. I heard his phone ringing there. So I was like, okay, something's up. A person walked by to live there. It was like, hey, you know, have you seen um, Stephen? Um, Stephen Pierce? And they're like, nah, you know. Um, then I like kind of like tried to push on the door to see if I can get it open. When I pushed on the door, I could smell the the death, like that, that odor, that bad odor. So I had my grandma and my um, great-grandmother and my brother go sit down. My brother stayed there. And I told him what was going on, and we called um, 911. We got there, and like that was the first time I had seen a dead, like discolored body. And it was just, it, it just be real, it traumatized me. At that point, I was like 21, 22. Um, never seen anything like that. And I was like, yeah, nah. Like, how can somebody like that was so nice, so cool, so didn't have a problem with nobody? He just told you the truth. That's the only way he was, you was going to have a problem with him if he told you the truth on how you felt. Um, but, I, you know, that happened that night. I went to the studio, and the first take... The, the demo of it, I was literally crying while I was singing. Um, so, you know, I, I wrote that. And I, I it was just a question. Like, I, I had some things that I wanted to ask God. I was like, you know, there's got to be more than killing in war. You know what I mean? Like, there's people dying every day. You're not even safe where you stay. You think about it, you know, we're we're fortunate enough to live in, like, pretty good neighborhoods. But, like, it's People out there, where they stand, they ain't got no problem with nobody. You know what I mean? Somebody can be shooting. Somebody can get whacked. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, from a stray bullet. Um it's playing at the park. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's... And I... I I seen a lot of that, that type of stuff growing up. Heard a, heard a lot about it. I won't say I saw it, but I've, I heard a lot about it, seeing it on the news and being in the neighbor, or neighborhoods and stuff like that and knowing friends. So, like... It just, I was like, nah, like, I got to ask you. What better way to ask you than to ask you over a song? So other people that I know probably feel in the same way, they're scared to ask because we. I was taught, hey, you don't question God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But I was like, hey, like, all due respect, Lord, I need some answers because, you know what I mean? Like, why? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... That's how that was. Did you uh, ever get those answers? Um, maybe signs or dreams or just actions or you just maturing and the older you got? Yeah. Um, I, I got, I remember the, we were at the, the funeral and my great grandmother, strongest lady alive, she like 96, 97 right now that I know. She's strong backbone of our family. I was crying. Like not boohoo crying, but like crying, like trying to like keep cool. And she looked at me and she was, yeah, you know what I mean. She was like, "Boy, why you crying?" And I ain't say nothing because I didn't want to get slapped. (laughs) But I was like, you know what I mean. She was like, "Why you crying?" She was like, "One thing you got to know is when you come in this world, you are on a journey out of this world." Facts. It was just his time, you know. Suck it up. That's how it is. That's tough. 
You know what I mean? Real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I was like, man, you you're right. You know, the moment you're in this world, you're here to be taken out. You're here for a purpose. And to me, that purpose of him, to me at least, um, was to be like somebody that kept a level head on me. Whenever I was bad growing up, like going to Palaka um, or him coming to Daytona to the house or something like that, if I was bad, he would save me from getting a whooping while he was there. <laughs> he would take me outside and be like, you can't act like that. You know, you got to, you got to, you know, be respectful, you know, whatever, whatever. I remember he used to always tell me I broke his record in getting whoopings. <laughs> My dad was around. I got like, I want to say nine whoopings in a matter of three hours. Damn. So he told me I broke the record. Like, Would you cry? Oh, I, I was too young to even remember. He said I was like only like two, oh, maybe not even two. So he might have been light. Yeah, light. Just been a little quick tap. Well, no, no, no. He said, he said that oh, my my dad. Young. Yeah, my dad was definitely tearing it up. He said he felt bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah. But uh, how uh, how difficult was that? Obviously, to, to get to that that point where you want to be honest, you want to be vulnerable, you want to express yourself, you want to be real. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, be authentic to who you are and make the song as good as it can be as well. Um, it was, to be honest with you, it was difficult because I had already had the song recorded, like the demo version of it. And I was like, I want to put it out. But then what if people don't receive it the way I want them to receive it? Yeah. Um, but then I thought about it. I was like, whether they receive it how I want them to receive it or not, they're still receiving it. And I know as people... And it could help someone. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I I know as people out there to feel that same way. So, you know what I mean? Like, you got to you gotta put it out there. Um, so I put it out. You know, I was like, hey, you know, this is my... Because I, I, I'm one of them people that, like, I believe in in God. Do I go to church every Sunday? Nope. Um, do I do I read the Bible as much as I should? Nope. Do I pray a lot? Yep. Do I talk to him a lot? Yep. Um, and I know it's a lot of people out there just like that now. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, let me put this song out. And hopefully the questions that I'm asking in this song and the the feelings I have in this song, hopefully somebody else feels that. Even if it's one person. If I can change one person's life or I can inspire one person from saying that, then I've done my job. Facts. You know what I mean? Like I definitely agree. Yeah, like it's it's it, it, that's just what it is. Like I don't I want people to like my music, but with that song, it wasn't hey, like my music. It's that like hey you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm putting this out because I wanna put this out. Like this is for me. This ain't for for you. You know what I mean? Like this ain't for this person. This is for me. If y'all get a message from that, I appreciate that and I'm happy. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's for me. You know, I gotta express myself. Well, definitely. Well, uh, man, we appreciate you definitely sharing that 
with us. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure someone who listens to this, that could help them yeah. get through, especially with your great-grandmother's you know, message to you. That mm-hmm. could help someone going through a tough time as well. Yeah. So uh, with my last uh, two questions, our um, last one, one of them is uh, what's next for you as far as what you got coming up? Um, next, I just been, you know, I got a lot of songs recorded. I'm still recording. I'm still trying to find, um, how do I say this? Trying to find an image for myself. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be releasing more music in the future, more music than videos though. Um, because I think that music is more important than having a music video to almost every song. You know what I mean? I'm still going to be recording. Releasing you know, videos, but songs that really get the reception that you want. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Um, but I'm going to be releasing really soon, or I will say soon. I won't say really soon, but I'm going to be releasing um, an album. Um, I'm going to be working on features because um, I still write for people. Um, could be working on. Really, just songs to put out because um, the three songs that I put out the three eight six shit, Richard Petty and uh, Why Do We Exist? You know, I I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna throw that out there to show people that hey, I, this is what I do. Um, I got a lot of other songs that I haven't put put out um, just because I'm I'm calculated. I try to be calculated anyway. Um, but yeah, just working on music and other things. Okay. And uh, the last question, and this question, particular question, this is how I just love in, in my interviews from here on out. Yeah. Because uh, I believe we'll get different answers from every artist who comes up. So uh, why do you, uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, what do you want from music? Um, when it comes down to it, if I never make another dollar, what I want from music is to be able to express myself. Um, of course, I want to make money doing what I love. It's very important because we all got to live, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes down to it, just expressing myself, man, it's, it's a way for me to express myself. It's a way for me to say, like, like I don't talk shit. So with Richard Petty... It's like, yeah, I'm talking shit. All the shit that I see that I don't like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm talking about it in this song, you know? Um, same thing with 386 shit. Same thing with Why Do We Exist. So ultimately, it's a way to express myself. I want to express myself. Um, and hopefully, you know, inspire other people with my music. Because um, you never know what somebody's going through. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you never know, like, a person, like, say if a person don't like me, right? Never met me because people are weird like that. They never meet you and they just don't like you. But then maybe if they listen to my music, they get a better understanding of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, can you uh, can you let everybody know where they can uh, find your music at and follow you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? Oh, yeah, any anything uh, or anytime. My, my website mvrqs.com um all social media at the mvrqs mvrqs stands for marquis um ig twitter 
Facebook, YouTube. It's all the same, the Marquise. So. All right, man. Appreciate you coming through. Thank you for having me, man. And uh, this follow-up podcast, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. Go to uh, the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that as well. Check out all the content we have on there, Kojak's Corners. Yep. You know, one of the hottest things in the city. Make sure you guys all check that out, as well as check out Marquise Music. And uh, we out. God bless.